Great job by Austin right there, putting those highlights together. It's a football Friday here on the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Alema Harrington, and Coach Ron McBride live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. What's going on, guys, Coach? Hey, everything's good today. 
I'm a little worried about Gordon because he's been punished. He's like a punching bag over there. Somebody, somebody, come on. <laughs> what did you say to him? Coach, you say, I wish you peace. What did you say? <laughs> yeah, I wish you peace. I wish yeah. you peace. When, he, when he came in, when he, when he came in, you ever seen a bobblehead? When he came in, he's going like this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so I said, Go ahead, keep punching. It's all so right. I, so I said, Peace on earth, goodwill towards me. Yeah. <laughs> and women. Well, I, I, yes. know, I always count on Coach Mack to, uh, you know, speak, uh, speak, uh, you know, softly, <laughs> kindly. Kindly, yeah. He carries a big stick, though. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Alema? About Coach, Coach Mack? Coach Mack, yeah, well, and his overall demeanor well, when I'm, you guys are arguing. You know this. I love Coach Mack. I've loved Coach Mack from before I even knew him. Right, I yeah, loved yeah, him. But, right. but where's the but? Well, today, <laughs> today, like today's different because tomorrow we, we got to, you, you know, strap up and go after each other. He's got the sons of Sataki shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Does. Which That's is nice what, shirt. Which yeah. I, I want. Provo original. Yeah. My man got the little shaka sign for the I, BYU. I'll and, tell you what, that's a nice shirt. I like that shirt, Coach. I would give you this shirt. That's all right. Yeah, right off your back. Yeah, I would give you this shirt. Okay. I got another shirt in the car. Oh, you got another yeah. one? Yeah, well, not this one, but I got another shirt for me that oh, you for get you. this one. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But what okay. uh, what size is that? It's like a, a double. It's X. like a boy's yeah. large. <laughs> This is a double X. Like, that's a good-looking shirt, man. Thank that's you. I'll let the guy know yeah. that uh, he connected with me on LinkedIn and said, hey, I got made this shirt. And I said, well, send me one. I'll take a picture and I'll send it back to you. I said, but I told him, don't post it until you talk to Coach because I didn't talk to him. Like, I don't know if this is approved. Yeah, that's right. Well, you what know? if it's not approved? Well then, then 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 he has to then, take it off the yeah. market. Then you can't, you know, don't post pictures. That makes of it. it even more it's black market. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll, I'll many, wear it anyway. How many of those? <laughs> how many of those guys? Like when you park down there, yeah. there'll be some guy hanging on the street selling those yeah. t-shirts. If you pay fifteen dollars to park at the yeah. at, at the neighbor's yard down there, <laughs> yeah, selling. I'm, I'm selling t-shirts out of my trunk every weekend. <laughs> Every weekend. Remember our friend that was selling the Donovan Mitch? Uh, I do. I do remember that. Yeah. You got to take advantage yeah. of You got to make sure crowd. you don't get in trouble with the licensing people because yeah. they'll come after you. They shut you down. I don't understand yeah. what they could attack for you on that. What can't you use? Well, there's nothing on here that's branded. I mean, even the BYU on there is generic, right? Right. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my bigger concern was whether or not Kalani was like, oh, okay, that's Kalani approved. Oh, well, he so, he would love the fact that yeah. you're wearing a shirt. Yeah. It's a paying tribute shirt. to him. And Max got his uh, Utah Utes uh, golf shirt on. Yeah. I thought it would come in style today. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, either one of you going to the game? And I, uh, well, I have no idea what you're wearing. Yeah. Wearing sense. a golf shirt. Well, can I, can I tell him, Coach? What what you you and and Vicky and Patty are yeah, doing? Yeah, you can. This is really awesome, and so I'll share with our listeners because they they closed down the the uh, the nominations for people to you know get these tickets, but John Edwards, who is one of Lavelle's sons, the surgeon, you know, he's more known, you know, he'll always be known as Lavelle's son, but uh, he he's a, a a surgeon locally. His wife um, was in I think the state congress i can't right. remember yeah she's um but 
So they got together, and Vicky and Patty, for our listeners, uh, Patty Edwards, uh, Lavelle's wife, they have lunch, what, every week? Yeah. Pretty regularly. But they love to do stuff together. And so what they did, got together with John and and his wife and um, uh, Becky, I think is her name, right? And uh, they bought 20 tickets for the game. And then they did a draw for them for first responders. So, you know, we tried to, I tried to let as many people know, and Coach Mack, yeah. I know you did too, and, and John was, was uh, reaching out to people to let them know that, hey, nominate somebody in your community, first responder, and because the game is on 9-11, we'd like to celebrate them and allow them to go to the game uh, on our dime. And so, and then prior to that, Mm-hmm. Patty is famous for this uh, stew that she, she game day stew that she makes. Oh yeah! So Thank she's you. gonna have everybody to the house and make the game day stew for these twenty winners, and then they'll go to the game. Yeah, how about I, that? I think it's I, I I love this about it about the rivalry, and this is you know has been uh, implemented since Coach was at Utah and, and Lavelle, of course, at BYU. But uh, to see kind of people coming together for causes that we care about, we believe. I mean, obviously, you want your team to win. But we have way more in common. And uh, one of those things, certainly as we commemorate the 20-year anniversary of 9-11, is our love for our country and for those who have sacrificed for our country. So I'm just, I wanted to mention that because when John called me, I was so excited. I thought, man, this is awesome, and uh, to to let people know. But I'm assuming the 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 draw for that ended last night midnight. I yep. think so. They'll pick the winners and and let them know, and then they get to go have some some game day stew with Patty and Vicky, and um, and actually she's a fantastic pregame host, as I know Vicky is too. Yeah, you know, you probably get more information out of those two than you get out of the coaches. <laughs> so that's awesome yeah yeah that's really cool so thank you to to john and becky and and uh and john just got he just told me he just they just got back from a two-year mission in samoa yeah and we talked yeah i talked to him about it i love it so they're in samoa and he was doing surgeries and and uh, a bunch of stuff he told me about his experience with the the samoan football players down there and, you know, some of them without good equipment. I know you've done a lot of drives yeah, over right, the years right. to get equipment down to Samoa and Tonga. Right. And those, those, are, those are important things. But uh, the, the, the love of the game in Samoa is, is, is it's unbelievable. You know, what the, the sacrifices that, that people make to be able to play that game. And, um, Which is bigger down there, football or or, uh, rugby? Rugby's bigger. Rugby's the national sport for the Tongans and Yeah. uh, But but certainly football, they all love football because of the the great talent that has either come out of Samoa or Samoans that have migrated to and Tongans that have migrated to the U.S. and then grown up here and then played – you know, Penae Sewell is a good example, right. came from Samoa when they were younger and uh, moved to, to Utah down in St. George initially before moving up to Orem. And, uh, but there's so many stories like that and, uh, and Tua Tungavailoa's story 
and stories like that that um, everybody and and everybody knows those stories. Absolutely. Like, you know, and they'll tell you how they're related to each one of them, right? <laughs> Which I do all the time. Yeah. 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 So, the, so you know that the Samoans came first. Yeah. Tier. Yeah. And then the Tongans came second. Yeah. Really, Vi was one of the first uh, real breakthrough Samoans. So you, Prior so to that, it was so, all so in the early and, in the early seventies. You you didn't see as many. Uh, Tongans yeah. recruiting, you know, it was all all Samoans, mm-hmm. basically. And kind of that group in Long Beach and the group yep. down there by um, the one high school down there where they had a ton of them, you yeah. know, just and, and good good players. And then and then the Tongans yeah. came next. And I always said, because Tonga's further away than Samoa. <laughs> it took longer to get here. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, so when I was in Tonga, you know, yeah. I said, I want to see where that guy drove the boat and, <laughs> and picked up the people, right? <laughs> so the guy the guy drove me in the cab yeah. driver. He drove me over there. Yeah, this is where, what's the dude's name that arrived there? You know the history. Uh, the, the, Captain Cook. Oh, Captain Cook, yeah. Yeah, I want to see where Captain Cook came yeah. and, and took all the women off the island. <laughs> So I got a question for you, Mac, and maybe Alona, yeah. you can answer this maybe just as well. But how did you make such a com- such a connection with uh, the Polynesian community? Its players, the parents, everybody. Well, it probably started in the mid '60s, maybe you know, maybe before that, because my 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 college roommate was uh, from Hawaii. Yeah, played at St. Louis High School, a guy named Danny Kolahau. Yeah, yeah. So, and that was, a, and then we used to talk all the time about the tradition, you yeah, know. Yeah, the culture. Yeah, the culture. So then when, when I took the first job at, at uh, when I went to junior college, at Gavel and junior college, then we brought four guys. You know, we brought two out of St. Louis, one out of Roosevelt, and I'm trying to remember where the other was. We brought four in. But they all came, and um, and they, and we had very good very good team, yeah. And uh, Llewellyn Song, I don't know if you remember that name mm-hmm. or not, but but he was he was the of, of that group. He was the leader, yeah. And uh, and and they were great. They were a great uh, integration into the into our football team because they brought personality, they brought fun, they brought leadership, they brought a lot of things, you know, and it made a big difference. And then obviously. When we went to UC Riverside, we absolutely loaded up yeah. with those groups from Carson. I mean, we brought all of Carson to yeah. Riverside, so we we must have had ten people from ten, 10 Samoans yeah. from from Carson, and that was all the Fiatoa boys and that group, right? And you know, the funny thing is, Kise Fiatoa was not a good player, but a great player. Yeah, and his and his his older brother Louis the same, and the the interesting thing is, so when you're recruiting those kids at that time, they didn't know the difference between UCLA or UC Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> they, they thought they thought it was the same, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and, and University of California. Yeah, University of California, and and they wanted their kids to go where Louis was because Louis is it was a pre med guy, a really yeah. good student, and they wanted their kids to be where he was because they knew that. Education was really important to them, so yeah. so we we were able to get some absolutely great players, you know, at, uh, because you know Louis was there, 
They all wanted. Yeah, them. he so Louis becomes the Matai, yeah. which is the chief, right? And then he's got responsibility That's for right. all of these other it, guys it, that, and that he, come. It, and he keeps them all in line. Yeah, keeps them all in line. So because it, if it, you get in trouble, it, yeah. then then you got to answer to him. You got to answer to him. That's exactly right. Yeah, they're not worried about the you know the the. You know the administrators on on campus. It's like now, now we gotta go. Now Louis gonna no discipline us. Hey, hey Louis! Hey, Joe Jagops over yeah. there is, is hanging out at Stone. You need to take care. Of it. I got it. No I problem. Got it. I got it. Alema, how would you answer that question? About, well, about I got, Max yeah, I got to uh, share just quickly first that my father, um, Al Harrington who, you know, originally Alvin Tawasu Ta'a was his, his name, adopted uh, by his, his mom's second husband, Harrington. But he was one of the first recruits to come out of Hawaii in the early 50s and got a, a scholarship to Stanford University. Right. And so that was, wasn't the, the first, but it was, you know, the beginning of that pipeline. And, um, and, you know, I run into people all the time who are, you know, were so grateful, including myself, so grateful for his pioneering and groundbreaking efforts. Because then it was so hard to come from Hawaii and go anywhere in the United continental United States because you're so homesick. And, and so he was fortunate to have some people that were there to support him. And uh, so he stayed because a lot of guys, they would come, but then they go back home. And my dad was one of the first and the few to at that time to come and stay and get his degree and and all of those things. But for for me, as as I've watched Coach Mack and I mentioned that that I've known Coach Mack by reputation long before I knew him, because I had guys that I was recruited with at BYU that were being, being recruited to Wisconsin when Coach Mack was there. And I hear about this, you know, Coach McBride, Coach Mack, and all all the time. And then when I when he finally came to Utah as the head coach, then I already felt like I knew him. And the thing that that he was able to do, and it goes back to his experience in the '60s, and it is an ability to understand the culture. And some people can understand it, but they can't they can't integrate. But Coach Mack. You know, like when when he comes into a Polynesian home, it's the he's got so much aloha, right? So much genuine, authentic love, and that that families feel comfortable and confident saying, "Okay, I would trust my kid with you," and they can sense right? that. Right? They can right. sense that, and and you know, Samoan families are different than Tongan families, and you got to know that you don't walk into a Tongan home and treat it like it's the Samoans. That's exactly you know, in right. In fact, that would be offensive. But you got to know those things. And I still go back to the, this was one of the things, especially at Utah, that was a big breakthrough for me when he brought Steve Kafusi there. Yeah. And Steve was a great player, um, and then had a pro career. And then what wanted to get into coaching, but BYU wouldn't bring him on as a full-time assistant. And Coach Mack brought him on. And that, to me, as I was observing, changed the recruiting battle, not just in state for the Polynesian kids, but Tonga and Hawaii. And so those things started to change. And that was a big part of it. And and Steve could could converse in both English 
in, in, in Tongan. Yeah. So he so was an impressive go, guy, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah the way yeah. he presented himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so and he so and he was the el, you know one of the elders in the yeah. family, not the oldest. Rich yeah. is the oldest, but but he had a, a lot of instant respect because the Kafusi family has a great reputation in Tonga in in the in Samoa in the, in in Hawaii. You know, so they have a. It's like the Lee family has the same thing. Tommy, yeah. Tom and Lee had the same credibility when he worked for me at Utah. When you, yeah, because because Cal Lee was like like a uh, he was he was like a, a god over there. He, he was legendary. He was he was the the head coach at St. Louis and is again, but he was producing. It was a quarterback factory coming out of there. Absolutely. You know, you guys got Darnell Arsenal. Yeah. Um, but you know, the number of QBs that were in, including Tua and all of these these kids that were coming out of that program were were just. I mean, they were uh, just the, their their ability to throw the ball. Yeah. At that level, and it, Chris Fulmatumaafala came out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I can everybody's recruiting Chris as a uh, fullback. Right? Yeah. And so. He's he's a junior or a sophomore in high school, and I'm at their house over there in the in the in the village. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so Roy asked me upstairs, "You got to watch the film on yeah. on Chris." So I'm watching this film. I watch this guy boom boom boom. He's running over people. Yeah. And I said, "He's a tailback." Yeah. And, and Chris said, "I know block." I said that's right. <laughs> I said, I said, I can't. I said you carry the ball. <laughs> I tried that when I got to BYU. I know blocking, so you don't play. <laughs> oh, that worked out pretty well. Oh, yeah, that worked out pretty well. All right, we're here at the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. We will get into the rivalry. Uh, we've got to get into the big news of the day, of course. The Big Twelve eager to get uh, both of your takes uh, on that, of course. But right now, joining the show, of course, our good friend Clayton from here at the warehouse. Clayton, happy Friday. How are you? How are you guys? What's up, Clayton? How's it going, Coach? How you been? How's your week? Hey, I like the two. The what's this yeah. called right here? This is this is the, the we got two a two seater on one side with the matching couch on the other side. All leather. That's called the Coach Max Special. Ooh, the Coach yeah, Max Special. Go. That's yeah. what we should call yeah. it. So what are we? Hey, what are we going to do with this two? I like this two seater. <laughs> well, listen, that special that Ma- Coach Max Special. Last week we went seventeen ninety nine. If anybody comes in today for the rivalry, gets that two seater plus the sofa, I'm going to do it twenty five ninety nine for both of them. Wow! That's wow! Incredible. Wow! Because I'm looking at the price tag behind you, and that would be just for the couch twenty three ninety six, and he's saying twenty five for both. Yeah. Boom. I'm saying twenty five ninety nine for both, but listen. With the rivalry week coming up this weekend, the big game, I want to announce our I want to announce our lowest price ever on the split king adjustable basis. Two weekends ago, we did it at seventeen ninety nine. If you came in and did it on credit, we usually do it for twenty one ninety nine. I dropped down to nineteen ninety nine. I said, you come in today, you do it on credit. I'll give it to you for seventeen ninety nine. Well, listen. 
It's rivalry week. We're getting crazy. It's Would competitive. You... Obviously, those who listen and know me and know the show look, know that I'm looking for an upset. I'm looking for the drought to end. I love and in you, the name Clayton. of that, joining the Big 12, I'm going to say 16. Any BYU fan that comes in, well, what 16, about the Utah fans? 99. <laughs> we'll keep it for the Utah fans, too, I guess. I guess. That. We'll keep it for the Utah fans as well. Sixteen ninety nine for a split king adjustable base. That also gets you if you pay the sixteen ninety nine. That gets you two bases and it can get you the free mattress. Again, you can upgrade to the other and the better mattresses. But with the purchase of the bases, I give you the option of a free mattress. It's this weekend only. Mm. That means today and tomorrow because we're closed on Sunday. So today and tomorrow, our lowest price ever, sixteen ninety nine for the Split King adjustable bases. Boom. 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 I'm yeah, that's a go Cougs. That's a go Cougs price that's right there. That's a great hey. price. Not finding a better one. Well, could, that's a, that's well, a, that's a, that's a royal had, blue go Cougs. <laughs> we just had Utah fans come in. So maybe same they, price for them. Is same price, same for, price them. for the Yeah, not fans? as much enthusiasm, but same, same price. price. Same <laughs> price. Same yeah. price. It's the Cougar hey, special, hey, but you guys can, can walk out with the store too. today. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> the 1825 hey, hey, You don't have to have any credit. <laughs> <You're rolling laughs> out of here. Clayton, thank you. We'll catch you later in the show. You're the man. All right, guys. Oh, thanks, Clayton. 1825 South, 300 West. More next on a football Friday at 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman. You're coming up from the L.A. area. How long did it take you to realize BYU-Utah was a big deal? Oh, not long at all. That's what Coach Witt lives on. You know, we don't lose to those guys. That's what he preaches every single year, every single week, every single day. And he makes it very apparent. So for an out-of-state kid coming in, you start to understand it. And then we have a video that plays on a loop of the football game between us. That's throughout the entire football facility for the entire week. And then on top of that, you get there to the game, whether it's down there or up here in Rice Cycles. And then you start seeing all the fans. You start hearing all the noise and everything. And you realize, okay, these guys take that very serious. And it's grown upon me, so it's not even these guys. So now it's like me and my teammates take it very serious. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Your Cougar at 30 update. Big day in BYU world today, accepting an invitation to join the Big 12. Tom Homo explained how uh, the timing of the affiliation would work out. Six years ago, people thought it might have been a failure when we didn't get into the Big 12. But at that point in time, our coaches and our student athletes and administration determined this isn't going to be a failure. This is going to be a launching point. So if you say the last couple months, I'd say the last six years has been not a full court press, but it's just been a constant effort with all of us together to try to make it happen. We didn't know who, where, or when. And then I'd say in, in recent weeks, the start aligned and it all came together. This update brought to you by Rough Tough. Rough Tough sets the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fit seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle. 
and do some business with the Utah company since 1976. Check them out today at roughtough.com. That's roughtough.com. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's a football Friday brought to you by Stonehaven at Stonehaven Dental. They say yes, yes to free exam and x-rays for new patients and flexible appointments. Say yes to great dental care. Visit StonehavenDental.com to schedule an appointment. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mack, and uh, Lemma Harrington. And, uh, boy, it's a, it's a big news day in BYU land, uh, Lemma. Uh, yes. The Big 12, this is uh, – you heard Tom talking about it there in the update – been kind of a long time coming but uh your thoughts on uh, on this step for byu and its athletic program just excited you know excited for the state too and i, I remember even when 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 utah went to the pac-12 and byu was kind of you know i'll be frank left behind and uh but even in spite of that and in announcing independence was you know not not nearly as exciting as going to the pac-12 but when they went to the pac-12 even if you were a BYU fan, it was like, this is good for Utah, for the state of Utah, and athletics in the state of Utah. Um, so I, I, I was excited at that point, but, but thrilled now that, that BYU has gotten, received the invitation. I think they'll be a, a good member of that conference and the conversation, if it doesn't happen before BYU gets into that conference, is who's going to win a conference championship first. But the biggest thing for BYU is the opportunity to play for a championship and and schedule differently than they have in the past. And so, um, you know, I look at, at Tom Homo and all the work and the effort that has gone on behind the scenes to make this thing happen and grateful to him for all, all that he's done in independence, which has, you know, that's not an easy job for any AD and there's no AD out there that would want that job. But BYU has done well enough in independence, very well at times in independence to be in a position where, they're able to receive an invitation to play in a big five or a P five. And so that, that, that part, like for, for me, I went through the anxiety before when there was word, Oh, BYU is going to the big 12. Then it didn't happen. And you felt burned by that. Um, So for it to actually finally be here and the announcement made and the invitation extended. BYU has accepted the invitation. I, I feel good right now. Okay, so let's let's take two scenarios here. Okay. Okay. Number one, when Homo presented BYU to the Big Twelve, the first time, the first time he did such a great yeah. job, and that left a lasting impression. So when this came up, first choice BYU. Yeah. This we got to have these guys. Yeah. These guys. These guys got it together, and they present what we needed what do you think would have happened if BYU would have been invited to the Pac-12 as it is now and Utah was left out how do you think that would have turned out 
Hmm. Do you, I, well, I think the Pac-12 has made Utah a, a better team than, they, than they've been. Right. Um, well, in spite of. But because what happens is by name yeah. alone. Yeah. All of a sudden you're recruiting goes way up, and now all of a sudden yeah. a lot of the players that BYU would get, now they're all coming They're all yeah. coming to Utah. So if the roles had been reversed, yeah. I think it would have been, I don't want to say devastating for Utah, but it would have been more challenging, I think, for Utah than it has been for BYU. Because if Utah's playing an independent schedule yeah. and BYU's playing in the Pac-12, now let's say the in-state recruiting mm-hmm. alone would probably be in favor of BYU yeah. just because of the leagues. And then all of a sudden, you know, they'd be doing their, you know, their facilities and all this stuff. But so that, and so Utah was the right place at the right time yeah. doing the right thing. And so now you, you're looking at the, looking at the end results. You got a really good football program. You got really good facilities. You got everything pertaining to what athletes need and everybody's online going down the same mm-hmm. the same path and they have a nice looking football team yeah i think in looking at the games last week the only team i see that utah might have trouble beating would be ucla i don't see anybody else out there they're not, not better yeah and ucla was very impressive football team i thought because they ran well they played their gaps well they were tough on the offensive line, and he had two or three really good running backs. And the quarterback, and, and Chip Kelly's a very smart guy. Yeah, he is. And, and he knows how to get mismatches. So, so yeah, I mean, they were out for the first week. Yeah, you know? and Chip Kelly, a much better college coach than an NFL coach. Absolutely. Same with Nick Saban. Right. <laughs> right. You know, Scotty, uh, I saw Scotty's tweet earlier today. He said – that BYU and Utah owe Texas and Oklahoma a lot because <laughs> that's, that's true. Because Texas, the reason Utah got in the Pac-12 mm-hmm. was because Texas and Oklahoma said no, no, and now the reason BYU is getting in the Big 12 is because Texas and Oklahoma, yeah, are bolting. That's a great point. That is you know? a great point. And 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 it, and it doesn't hurt too for BYU, aside from. You know, prior to that, the the presentation that was made by Homo, but since that and and getting shunned, then BYU has played very well against Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, absolutely, you know, extremely well against Texas. So, um, you know, those those things help too. But Scotty G makes a, a really you know, good point. Here's the flip side to that, though. Some people, and we've guessed about this, was it Texas and Oklahoma that prevented mm-hmm. BYU the first time? Actually, that was the second time because the first time was back. Remember when Ann Richards, uh, according to Rondo Felberg, he said that BYU yeah. would have been in the Big 12 except for she stepped in because her alma mater didn't get invited, right? Was it was that Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, yeah, uh, governor of Texas. At the yeah. time. Last Democrat. To oh, that was a long, long yeah. time ago. Anyway, interesting stuff today. Mm. Do you think – Jake and I were talking about this before this actually was made official. How much does this increase – and improve BYU's recruiting. Oh, quite a bit, because now you get a, a national, you're a national name, and you're affiliate. So you're getting people from different parts of the country that are interested in coming out here playing because you're in that league, and the parents can see them play. And so you open up avenues where 
all those games are being played. Yeah, and so much of your recruiting, Coach Wright, takes place when you got boots on the ground at, 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 you know, at their place. Yeah. So when you're traveling to their stadium, you got opportunities to invite kids and and uh, to 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 uh, um, to to meet with kids. Yeah, the problem, that, that the problem is that Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, they don't have much talent down there. High school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you completely. Jake has a little bit of a different take. On I, I want. I'd want to know how many guys BYU is missing on now. Missing on, missing on now in those regions that, that are BYU guys. You know, well, BYU. It's not the BYU. I mean, okay. So, because I, I think we we all go back to to the Bronco Mendenhall mantra of we don't. You know, we we get every guy that we want, right? I remember, you remember it well. him saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Said I brought that. it up. Yeah, and, and if we didn't get them, it's because they, you know, we didn't we didn't really want because we don't want those guys. So to me, it's different because now you we're, we're saying okay, there there's people that are going to be there in the Midwest that don't know that they're BYU guys, or they might be swayed to be a BYU guy, um, and you can. Now that you're in that conference, you get a, a little more exposure that they get a, a chance to – A lot more. Yeah. Right? You, they get a chance to see your brand up close. And they they're, they're, they see it. They're like, hey, man, I like what they're doing there. You know, what are they about? They, they look into it. It's like, you know, I'm down with that. You know, I I could go to BYU because obviously there there's going to be uh, you know the honor code and the the restrictions that come along with that. That some college you know people going to college are going to say, yeah, I'm not you know that's not what my college experience is. You know, it's not what I want it to be. But there's others, then there are plenty of them that are you know that's exactly what what I want my college experience to okay, be. Okay, so let me ask both of you guys this. Uh, Jake and I were talking about the in-state. Mm-hmm. recruiting battles there's a lot of talent here in utah so how much of an advantage has it been for utah to go into the living room of some parents and a kid and say hey come play in a pac-12 baby we, we can offer you that and byu couldn't offer that they could offer some other things but they couldn't offer that so now if byu comes into the same living room that utah from the pac-12 perspective now they're there from the big 12 does that make a difference? It a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Belong it to a league, and where you have a you you have a chance to go for a national championship, you have a chance to do a lot of things. It changes a lot of things. So now, the footing becomes a little more a little more equal, you know. And then the thing that's always a plus, if if you're an an LDS family, you know, they're gonna say, well, you know, Ron, Rondo's old old deal was, you know, if you're LDS, you belong at BYU because that's where you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know. So, of course, that's not true. Yeah, well, and, can, well, and can be. We and, all know it's right, not true. It's not true, and it comes off offensive. Yeah. Right, you, you, turn, you turn off more people than you will, you will attract with that type of, yeah. of, of approach. And and negative th- recruiting, I'm shocked. That really goes up. <laughs> oh yeah, but, I'm shocked. Yeah. But the Pac-12 was was a huge advantage for Utah in the recruiting battles here in the state, which is and and this is kind of a shot at Utah fans 
this is why you saw more Pac-12 stickers on the back of cars than you saw Utah stickers. Because the recruiting, you know, part of the recruiting and a big part of it was, well, you really want to go play for that team down south that, that they don't play anybody? Or do you want to play in the Pac-12? And it has some cachet. And in fact, it has a lot of cachet. And, and probably with Oklahoma and Texas out of the Big 12, more than the Big 12 right now, even though you get TCU and old Western uh, 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 Mountain West Conference foe and Baylor, but you, 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 didn't, you still don't have kind of that West, Western states type of you know, um, familiarity because everybody in Utah knows USC and UCLA and Oregon and and Oregon State you know all the way down to a, you know on the outside Colorado but they're familiar with all of those teams they grew up you know in the same you know relatively speaking this closer time zone and watching more of those games and and so it's it's intriguing it's like yeah I want to play against USC so now for the Big 12 for BYU you can walk into a home and say hey you know you want to play for a Big 12 championship you don't want to play in the Big 12 and and have this schedule and whether that's you know certainly recruiting in state that's a big deal guys, guys want to play for that they want to play for a team that is in a P5 conference and that has been a huge advantage for Utah for the last 10 years absolutely and then you, and then you see it in, in in the facilities you see mm-hmm. it in everything is upgraded everything is you know, you walk in there now, it's just amazing. <laughs> you know I mean, it's like, like, it's like you go back to your it's, days and my days playing, your yeah. days coaching, and you wouldn't even recognize either the facilities, but the University of Utah especially. You oh walk God, in there like, now and it's, it's, like, it's like, wow. It's like the Taj Mahal yes. college <laughs> athletics. You, you know, know? I mean, you know like- Mac was, uh, his office was in a leaky basement somewhere, <laughs> you know, with rats gnawing <laughs> on his lunch. That's more true than false, though, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. That, hey, we were we were in the Smith. That, our locker room was in the Smith Fieldhouse. Oh uh, yeah, and it was, and we were sharing it with every other sport. So when when I was at BYU, our indoor facility was the Smith Fieldhouse. It was the back part of the Smith Fieldhouse, which was kind of the back end of that yeah. indoor track, and you got guys pole vaulting right next to you. <laughs> this is real, and and you so. The, the the facilities upgrade for BYU, and I remember the fundraising that, that went on for the indoor facility at BYU, which was a huge deal. But now, you know, when you join the Pac-12, now all of a sudden everything expands. Yeah, because right? Oregon forced everybody into arms race. Yeah. So because Oregon had everything so nice, that's all you heard from kids re- be recruited. So all of a sudden... Oh yeah, we got to build a new facility. We got to build this. Got to yeah. build this. So all of a sudden, we come up. You, we're gonna keep up. You got to keep up with the Oregon, so you can win recruits. You can't just and then yeah. and then <laughs> Utah at USC. USC had the same facilities forever. Yeah, you know, and and all of a sudden they they look like a movie movie studio <laughs> yeah. now over there, right? And and uh, Oregon State redid their facilities. Uh, you know. Uh, UCLA is just uh, f- finishing up theirs, I believe now, and uh, but everybody's got you know 
you know how how good you got to have your own food you got to have your own night dietitian you got to have this you got to have i mean there's more there's more people hanging around in a football <laughs> But it looked like a small army. <laughs> I said, you walk in, I said, what does this guy do? Oh, he's he's a nutritionist. He does a computer. Or what does he do? Oh, he does yeah. this. And I so, still remember going to Utah, you know, with some of the upgraded facilities that they had. And uh, Alema Fetisimanu was taking me around when he was he was working at, at, uh, at uh, Utah. And we went down into the locker room, and he, and then we went over to the, to the student-athlete uh, area and there was a barber shop in there. Yeah, and I was like, "What is this?" And it's like we got a barber shop in here. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Now everybody got to have a barber shop. Yeah, you got to have a barber shop in your locker room, right? In your in your student athlete facility, you, there's got to be a there's got to be a barber shop. Yay. You got you to gotta keep it clean, right? You got to you got to have a you got to be looking good at all times. All right, we're here at the warehouse, eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West. More next. We'll get, of course, into the the rivalry game itself on the big show on a football Friday in ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Ready, we go. The long decade of independence for BYU is finally over. Let's go. Hey, 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 hey. As the Cougars are Big 12 bound. Keep it locked on the Zone Sports Network for all the latest breaking news. As the Cougars make the transition to the Big 12, your home for the best coverage of college football in Utah is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utes at 50 update here on the big show. Here's Coach Witt talking about uh, – Coach Witt asked uh, if players transferring from Provo to Salt Lake or vice versa provide an advantage. Almost zero. I mean, it's not a big factor, and I don't think it's an advantage for either team or has been an advantage for either team in the past, for that matter. And to me, I think that stuff's overblown, and every year it's its own entity, and you evolve and change. This update brought to you by SoundSleep Medical. Do you snore at night? Are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? SoundSleep Medical can improve your life. Visit SoundSleepMedical.com today. show gordon monson jake scott on a football friday brought to you by mountain land supply where the pros go for plumbing landscaping irrigation agricultural irrigation hvac parts tools and safety equipment find a location near you at mountainlandsupply.com we are live from the warehouse 1825 south 300 west here in salt lake gordon monson jake scott alema harrington and of course the coach Ron McBride, and we'll we'll dive into the rivalry game a little bit more coming up uh, at the top of the, of the three o'clock hour. And I have a, a I want to play uh, Rob Morris's clip talking about uh, Coach Mack from yesterday because uh, I think uh, that could uh, provide for some interesting uh, conversation. Okay, that sounds good to me. Talk about uh, this rivalry and how it's it's shifted over the years, 
and uh, kind of comes off a conversation DJ and PK have about can BYU bring the program back into balance a little bit after nine consecutive losses. Can I just say something about the the, the, the update that you just did yeah. uh, with Coach Witt? The transfers, yeah. uh, On the transfers. Uh, I agree to to a degree with that, but there there's some guys that when they leave BYU or Utah, they are fired up, more so when they leave BYU and go to Utah. They are fired up when they get to the other school. Um, and Francis Bernard was one of those guys and had a very you know key interception return uh, against BYU when he became uh, a Ute. This year, I think it'll be Samson Nakua that will win it for the Cougars. Well, we we, we got a Kafusi playing in the D line. That's right. That's, that's true yeah. too. So we'll that's see. true too. We, hey, Kafusi, <laughs> if you if you're listening to this program, you better produce, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to see you sitting on the bench. Yeah, so, I remember so, Harvey Longy too being one of those guys yeah. coming from Utah and coming down to BYU. Well, they're in the Tyrus. Oh, Dunga, yeah. the, the nose guard. What What about uh, Samson Nakua? What What, what do you think is going to happen there? Well, I'm hoping that that we get to see him. That he, you know, I, he said he's 100. He said he, he's ready he to and go. Puka are, are, would both be healthy. Would be ideal, right? Especially with Gunnar Romney. Yeah, and because Puka is such an incredible talent, Samson is a lot. Maybe not a lot, but he's taller, a bigger target. They're both talented receivers, um, but it just gives you th- that many more weapons. But when you got the guy that transfers, that is, you know, because you know they're going to be talking on the field, and you know that can either intimidate you or can fire you up. And the Nakuas don't get intimidated, hmm. so you know he's going to be fired up and and ready to go. You know, obviously Puka transferring from Washington, not there's there's you know there's not as much juice there. But for for Samson and and then for for Puka because that's his brother, you know you're gonna because if you're gonna deal with the, the Nakuas, you're gonna deal with all of the Nakuas. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about that family, Alama? <laughs> Just that you know they, that that is their mom is amazing, and um, has done such a great job raising these boys and putting them on a on a path for success. And and they love their mom, and uh, and they play hard, you know. And they're, they're so freaking talented. And so I remember when Puka was coming out of high school, yeah. everybody wanted him, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I'm I'm hopeful that Samson, healthy, um, will have you know a big game, and it'll be big for it'll be big for him for the family, um, and you know to say nothing about, you know, what it means for BYU to end the streak. But if you're transferring from Utah and you come to BYU, you want to end the streak and say, hey, see, see what happens when when, when I switch schools, it would, whatever team I'm on, we win. <laughs> All right, we're here at the warehouse, oh 1825 hey. South, 300 Boy, West. This is a one-sided conversation. <laughs> Clayton joins us now, of course. Uh, Clayton, happy rivalry week to you. <laughs> How are you guys doing? You know, I love I love it when when you guys are here on Football Fridays. There's no energy, I would say, on the entire radio like you guys have. And it's just so cool to be part of this and listen to you guys go back and forth. And I just want to appreciate, you know, say thank you and appreciate you guys. 
Hey, Clayton, Thank you. I want you to know that uh, Coach Mack is really riled up right now because uh, he thinks a limo was uh, giving a uh, pro-BYU speech there. There, there was the more, sermon. There was more <laughs> forth than what, back you, there. You, you don't think that was a pro-BYU speech? Well, well then what was it? <laughs> You're in trouble, Lemma. Listen. Yeah. If it, hey, if it was he's, a pro-BYU he's running sermon, to be the next all... prophet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, uh, I, I don't disagree. I'll, I'll, I'll swear him in. <laughs> Clayton, hey, we don't want we don't want a lemma running the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Clayton, we don't want a lemma running for, yeah. for 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 any for any office in the church, church. offices. Can't run for profit. No. Are you in the top sixteen? <laughs> Yes or no? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Well, listen. I'll tell tell you. I'll tell you what you can do. I'll tell you what we can do instead of the top sixteen. I can do a buy one get one free on reclining chairs. All right. For which chair? So that you get the you get the pair. You get the pair. I have a I have a designer. It's a black and white pattern fabric recliner. Normally it's eight ninety nine a piece. I'm six ninety nine. You buy one, you get the other one for free. I Where's only that? have yeah. one of these in stock. It's in the back. Oh, like in the I back. said, it's okay. a fabric black and white designer fabric reclining chair. Buy one, get one free. Six ninety nine. First come, first serve. First come, first serve. That's a capital B O O M. Boom. All right, I think, buy one, get one. Coach, I here's like the it. deal: you buy the one for six ninety nine, mm-hmm. and then the winner of the BYU Utah game gets the second one. So I'll take the second one you, you, for free. For free. <laughs> I don't That's know. a great deal. Hey, I, don't care, I, don't care, yeah. I don't care if you're a Weaver State fan. Uh, oh, oh my God! You, you everybody, that's going to Weaver State. Not a boy, Clayton. Got to keep everybody ah. happy. Thanks, what? thanks, Clayton. Hey, where's where's Tom? Thanks, guys. Uh, eighteen twenty-five South Three Hundred West. We talked to Tom on the on the phone last week. How's he doing this week? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk to him this week. Not sure. Sure, great to talk to him last yeah, year. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Fantastic. Yeah, that was awesome. I'll tell you what, what a good dude. That yeah, guy great is. guy. Yeah. Hey, Clayton. Clayton is good. Yeah, Clayton is really good. He's, he's stepping into some big shoes, but, but he's what, filling them. What about that new hairdo he has? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what he had the the mullet thing yeah. going it's last week. Kind of high and tight with the mullet. Yeah, it's looking right? good. Yeah. I think it looks good. Eighteen twenty-five <laughs> South, three hundred West. That's where we are. We'll have more next on Football Friday on ninety-seven-five. It's a, it's a lady zone. friendly haircut. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. For the first time in two years, it's rivalry week. Kyle Whittingham and the Utes look to make it 10 in a row against the Cougars as the Utes head to Provo for another showdown with BYU. Your home for the best Holy War coverage is right here on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! Ah! Than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.